0: fm to get started
1: the mcu officially has its first academy awards plus what universe are you in but there because there's one that has a brand new alternate cut of spider-verse and like a phoenix rising from the ashes is this dark phoenix Going to be the one we've all waited for. Let's talk about the new trailer and more on today's Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's
2: Marvel Movie
1: News. Good afternoon, Merry Marvelites! Welcome back to Popcorn Talk and Marvel Movie News. We are coming to you live from the Super Collider.
2: Because we're talking about Spider-Verse, so <laughs> nice. we're in the Super
1: Collider. Nice. That's I've, been, I've watched it now twice this week, and I'll get into why I've watched Spider-Verse multiple times in a week.
0: I, I don't even know that you need a reason, but it'll be interesting That's to true. hear the reason. That's reasons fair. Yeah.
1: Guys, welcome back. Uh, it's the end of February, although it feels like we just started this month.
2: Feels like we just started this year.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's introduce ourselves. I'm Zach Wilson. I'm joined, as always, by my fabulous panel, Zia Anderson.
2: Hi, guys. Really and excited to be here always.
1: Christian Black. Howdy, partners. <laughs> Just trying to mix it up. I like I it. don't think it worked. Go for it. Uh, no, lean into it. I say lean into All it. All right. Yeah. Um, We are joined by Marissa. Our, uh, Hello. <laughs> our Cree go. in the booth. And we got Colt Badeau helping us out on Twitter from the Star Jammer. Thank Colt, as always. Follow the podcast at Marvel News PTN. Subscribe, like, follow, subscribe, all those like, leave a review, leave a comment, all those things. Hit that thumbs up button. You guys know what to do. Let's dive in to the big news. Roll out the red carpet for this one, guys, because the Marvel Cinematic Universe has its first Academy Awards. Woo! Did you guys did you guys watch it live?
2: I did not.
0: I watched it on DVR so like most of it was you know I caught up and eventually it was live. But yeah, so you know, I watched it that night.
1: Yeah. I I actually watched I watched a bunch of it live. <laughs> I had to pause it like but I just like paused the last like 30 minutes cuz I had to record a different on my other podcast. Oh yeah. Um and then uh finished it up. But it was cool to see um Black Panther won 3 a cat three Oscars. Yes. Three? Which I like. I wanted them all to win. I, I like. I didn't think it had a shot. Um, I, because I, I guess in my mind I just even though I know it deserves it, obviously, I didn't think that the Academy would go for a Marvel movie after all of I. this stuff. Honestly. And while it didn't pull Best Picture, Academy, you're on notice. <laughs> um, it, we, uh, Black Panther did win for production design, costume design, and score.
0: I mean, three very deserving areas that yeah. uh, that film excelled in. Uh, yeah, look, I think we all would have been like, "How amazed would we have been if it had won Best Picture?" But I don't. Uh, I I don't think that uh, that was ever really going to happen because even a great superhero movie, at the end of the day, they're like, "That's a superhero movie," and that's a no.
1: I was hoping that the that because there was this was such a a like off year where like nobody there was no favorite right, to that's win, true. not se. even the favorite. Uh, not even the favorite. Thank you. Nice. Well, well played. Nice. Well played. Um, I thought like it might like squeak in as yeah. like the well, all the other six nominees got like divided the votes, and then Black Panther just like somehow snuck in there. Hey, um,
2: why not? Just because it it's a Marvel yeah. movie doesn't mean it's not a great movie. Oh, it
1: is a great movie.
2: It's, it's so good. I you're, just
1: you're preaching to the choir here. Yeah, we're yeah. just thinking of the people who vote for no, Academy Awards. I know. Yeah. Um, but they did recognize Black Panther, which is great.
2: No, that's amazing, and you're right. Production design, the costume design was amazing, and yeah. I love the score. So I'm I'm happy it at least got something and yeah. three.
1: And it was, I believe, that that because two of those winners were African American women, they they they. I, I might be a little bit off on this number, but I believe it, like, technically, like, tripled, either doubled or tripled the amount of African-American women who have won Academy Awards to date it's in one night.
2: horrible because that's so sad that that's, that's the number. Yeah. Like, really? But also, it's great because it's finally starting to happen, but it's it, still, it's a well, weird... Well, yeah.
1: actually, I think it was in non... Um, Above the line, like non like acting, non acting awards,
2: behind the scenes more. Yeah, gotcha. I, I okay. think you
0: know what'll be great is when you're not able to give any of those kind of stats because it's like, oh yeah, just it, it happens all the yeah. time. Yeah, you know? it so, just becomes yeah, a normal But thing. the fact that you can still give any kind of stat is like, yeah, it obviously doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, it was great to see. Um, there was a couple great Marvel
1: moments that I know you few. made note of. Yes. Um, Samuel Jackson and Brie Larson presented an award together, and like amazing, the, they had just like they clearly just enjoy each other as people. Yes, and that honestly, them in that moment did just as much to get me hyped for Captain Marvel as almost any of the trailers did.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> you get to see their on-screen um, car- like charisma that they're yeah. gonna have, yeah. so like it gets you hyped for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Um, no, it looked great, um, and of course. Best Animated Feature went, without a doubt, to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse.
2: Yes.
0: Very very rarely does the Academy make what I think is the right decision. But for me, it's just, you know, obviously we loved it because we love Spider-Man, but it's such a unique film. And the other ones, look, those are good movies, but it's like, we've already seen A Wreck-It Ralph, we've already seen An Incredibles, and, I don't know, I mean, I, I didn't see the other the other nominees, but those two in particular, you thought, like, oh, those are probably what's gonna win. And, like, they realize, like, this is such a unique film, we, we have to, and, uh, I don't know, I was really glad, uh, that was the most exciting moment all night, yeah. I would say, for me, personally.
1: Oh, yeah. Um... And I, I want to talk more about Into the Spider Verse. Before I do, I want to tease something coming up at the end of the, the, right. the show. We are going to be doing um, again, and it's going to be and I'll, once we get to it, I'll explain all of what's going to be. But we are introducing our weekly Q and A segment. We are going to be doing questions from you guys in the chat and uh, going forward submitted to us via via email and Twitter and stuff uh, every week so you guys can send in whatever you want to know about. If we didn't have time for it, we'll make sure that we have time to get to your questions. So start thinking of those, and Christian will be keeping an eye on the chat to help collect those over the course of the episode, but mostly at the end, so he can actually talk.
0: Right. And back to Spider-Verse and the Oscars really quick. Uh, they cut the mic literally as they were going to thank Stan Lee and Steve. Uh, like I Like that. What Is that was what they... That's what he was yeah. saying, and they had cut the guy's off. I mic. was annoyed that they yeah. cut them
1: off. I yeah. think it was... I think mainly it wasn't that they were going over time, but they do have rules about how many people can too talk. Many people, yeah. And they, like, because it was when <laughs> another person came to the mic. Like, a lot of these award shows, like, have rules about, like, only one person can talk in this category, or only two people yeah. can talk in this category, is a way to control, because that time of switching to people wastes screen time, and the Oscars this year was obviously very concerned about their airtime. Yeah. Um, I mean,
2: I get it why they have the rules, but really, right before... St- the thanking Stanley and C. Well, Ditko. they didn't, they didn't Come know. Come on. No, they, they just, knew. I'm just kidding.
1: I'm just angry. But let's talk about Spider Verse because it came out on digital this week, you guys. Woo-hoo. And I bought it on digital and I've been watching Spider Verse stuff all week. <laughs> <laughs> um, it came out on uh, Tuesday or Tuesday. Monday late at night, depending right. on how, what your sleep schedule so is So, Monday like. late
2: at night for Zach. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um. West Coast time, it came up. It, it was uh, I was available at, like, 10. Oh, that's Ooh. great. Um, wow. But so, I, I watched the movie again, just because I had to. Um, but then I started diving into all the special features. And there's a ton of really cool stuff Um. that, like, you expect to find. There's some, like, lyric music videos they did. Like, the Sunflower music video, if you haven't seen it. It's already been out there, but it, it's really cool. So, you can check it out if you download it. There's um, an Easter egg video where they walk you through like a lot of the little Easter eggs that are in there. Some of which you would Ooh. never know of because they're like just about the filmmakers and like your family throwing family things like in graffiti tags and everything. Uh, Laura Miller uh, talked at one point about the Clone College poster that's in the back of uh, the scene where Gwen comes in. Yeah. Um, which I I don't know if you, I've talked to you guys about that before. I get so excited when I see it because Clone High is one of my all-time favorite shows. Um, and I never knew, I didn't actually know that it was originally in college, in their original concept.
0: Well, oh, I didn't even think I realized that either. They, that's okay. what they talked never about in one of the special
1: features. But the big special feature, and I haven't even gotten through all of them. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to the feature commentary and all that stuff. The big one is, on there, is an alternate, they call it the alternate universe cut of Spider-Verse. <laughs> Um, and it's about two hours, 25 minutes long. So it's adding in about 25 minutes of content Awesome on top of, like, the original cut. But it's not just additional footage or, like, hey, we threw in some deleted scenes. It's actually a v- different cut of the movie. There are... So, like, the big example that I can put in, Genki, um, who, if you're not familiar with the Miles in the comics, Genki is Miles' roommate, his right. best friend. Um you see him in the movie with the headphones. Doesn't really—he doesn't talk, but he is a character in the movie. In this, he has lines. He is pre- like the spider bite happens in a different place. Genki is present what? for the spider wow. bite. It's like a slap. The spider shows up and it's like a slap fight between the two of them. Oh there's, oh, there's a spider. and it's like bouncing back and forth between Genki and Miles, and then it bites Miles, and then Genki helps like train Miles to be Spider-Man by watching like. An in-universe Spider-Man movie that exists—that's
2: so cool—that they
1: made like with Peter with the the Chris Pine Peter Parker. <gasps> it's it's really cool. A lot of those scenes are just animatics, so they're just pencil drawings and stuff with some voiceover. That's not even from the cast. It's just like animators, whoever was doing like placement dialogue, but so. You, you have to know that you're getting into a unique viewing experience, but it's really cool. And like I, that's not even all of it. There's tons of extra scenes. Um, some are more developed than others. There's a scene that I know from talking to people was in some of the test screenings that got taken out. Kingpin, in the, in the speech outside, the, after, right after Peter Parker dies, um, where Mary Jane is talking, after that, Kingpin talks at that moment. Hmm. Um, and there's a whole, he has a whole speech... That they removed from film, and I think it was smart to do it because it, it makes it give him more gravitas when he does it later on at the at the, the benefit dinner instead of him having two speeches that are awkwardly in around the spider like pro spider man stuff right um but it's really cool. I highly rec- recommend if you like seeing differences between script to screen and just like the evolution of a film, um this is perfect for, for that thing as a writer i found it fascinating
2: right from how they go from what they originally decide or had written out to what you ultimately get to
1: yeah like they, they so cool. it, it's clear that they were like trying to be more faithful to the comic book version of miles at first like because of like genki like right that's like that dynamic is a huge part of the miles morales story um but they're saving that but it worked in the movie but they try. They they tried it. They did got far with it. It was it's really cool. Oh
2: man, that's awesome. Um,
1: what were the other moments that I wrote down that I wanted to tell you guys about? Um, there was a reference to Iron Man. What in it from Miles's parents in a scene that got cut? <gasps> They're like they, he's she's like uh, his mom is making um, some dish for for the dad at one point it's like it's iron man's favorite was said. <laughs> and like I, I don't know if disney made them cut that or the whole scene got cut but like the, that's the only reference to any other mcu like marvel character uh, okay yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of spider-man lore um which that part like the business side of me was like i wonder why they cut that out that's so cool
2: <laughs> well does it um, matter because it's still because it's an animated film are there But if it's within a film, does that matter?
1: Um, legally, who knows?
2: There's so many different.
1: Uh, It's Sony. Sony, like Sony and Disney, now have a working relationship, so they may be okay with that kind of thing. Who knows? That all off the table. It was really cool. And the other joke that I really loved that was in there was um, that because there's that scene that's in the trailers where. where Peter's like explaining, like this fry is your universe. It's soggy. It's gross. It's weird. This good, tasty, crispy fry is my universe. Um, that scene has a little bit more to it, and he's like, "Come on, we're gonna go and we're uh, we're gonna get me home." I call it Spider-Man Home Going.
2: Nice. <laughs> I like that. a lot. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, oh, that's
1: and like, so check it out, guys. There's a lot of cool stuff in there, um, and it's it comes out in three weeks.
2: I think, I think on, it's the 19th Blu-ray, on Blu-ray but yeah. it's
1: available on Vudu and iTunes and all of those platforms which and it comes with all the bonus features. Right.
2: So do you know if it's going to be the same bonus features when you get the physical copy? Should be. It sh- okay. um,
1: it's possible that the the, the, there was one thing in the alternate cut where, like, Laura Miller, like, talked to you and introduced it, and then they wrap it out at the end, and they seemed to imply that there was stuff if you have to, like, squirrel around on the DVD to find things. Mm-hmm. It's been years <laughs> since I feel like, they, like anyone truly buried Easter eggs, like, into DVD while, yeah. menus because they know most people don't even buy those. Right. But when I get my copy of the hard disk.
0: I was going to say, I'll be getting it in three weeks, so I'll let you know.
1: I did the voodoo disc to digital thing, which. You, um, thank you. I forget who it was. Somebody on Twitter uh, uh, was like, reminded me that that was a thing because it doesn't exist for Disney movies. But you can buy it on Voodoo and then they send you the movie later. Oh, wow. So That's I bought it. Cool. I have it on digital, but the, the Blu ray or the 4K, whatever, will arrive for me in like three weeks after it releases.
2: Zach, you're on top of this. Yeah. <laughs> I got <laughs> to watch my <him> Spider Verse. <laughs> um,
1: Seriously. But yeah, check it out. Now I'll listen to the feature commentary at some point point. let you guys know what I find from that. All right. Um, Let's talk about Dark Phoenix. Let's do it. They released their first full-length trailer this week and some posters as well. Let's talk about the posters first, um, and let's just take a look at at. Uh, we've got. I wonder if they're going to call her
0: Phoenix at one point, even for a moment. Yeah, before there's a dark aspect of it. Is she because, like, be if we look at Phoenix. this
1: poster where it's clearly split in two? Yeah. Um. Like, you have that classic yellow, mm-hmm. like, X-Men look, and then they have the Dark Phoenix look. Right,
0: and then if you look at the dark half for those on YouTube, obviously, you can see that it's like, oh Magneto's on that side, and, you know, all these other nefarious things. But her friends are on the left as we look Who at it. Who is that in the upper right?
2: I was just trying is to that figure Beast? that out. Is that
0: Beast? It, it doesn't quite look like Beast, because no. he, uh, he looks a little too mean to be Beast. And I was trying to figure out who that was as well. It does look
2: like Beast, though.
0: It looks like him, right? So maybe does something Beast happens. Beast over
2: to the dark side?
0: I I don't know. Maybe something happens to him. I mean. Although, is that, them, is that him there on the left? You know, by uh, by Raven? I'm going to zoom understand? in. No, I think I'm that gonna, that's to I'm going to nice zoom problem. in and
1: enhance on my computer. Um, that, oh, you know, it could
0: be, hmm. Tell us in the chat if you it, have a theory it, for who that Beast is. Beast
1: is nowhere else on this poster. So that's got to be Beast um because in the oh, on the left night side is nightcrawler, nightcrawler yeah um and in the upper right it i think that's that's beast so oh look out for, i mean look beast yeah, what has happens to a, hank beast has a long history of like doing questionable things mm. and like especially like when he like thinks there's some science behind it and wow. i could see actually what could so now let's talk about the trailer um and uh new policy guys just like uh because of YouTube restrictions and everything um we're not going to be able to from here on out watch any trailers um that's just YouTube policy right to at YouTube <laughs> yeah <laughs> everyone or, right to at US government for copyright laws
0: take it up with them um, we can't do anything. but yeah
1: about it. so but we're going to talk about it, we'll look at some photos from it um so Let's like, yeah, let's just like talk through some some pictures out of the trailer um, and we can uh, take a look at it as we go. So, like, first up, I put like, we we see space. Um, This is the cosmic, just like the MCU, actually. It's interesting timing. The MCU and the X Men universe are both going cosmic at the same moment. I like it. Um, And it looks like this is like, we can go to the next photo and we see inside the cockpit um, and you've got the team, including Raven. Uh, sitting up front there in her X Men costume yeah. because that's <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence got to be a good guy. Yeah, um, I'm not as I'm not as annoyed by that as most people. I know a lot of people are frustrated by that. I I, I like alternate takes on characters, and this is where the character evolved.
0: And Great. you know, Mystique has uh, you know, been very cooperative at times and uh, been more of an nemesis. I, I think it's fine. You know, yeah. it's all it's all fluid, as they say.
1: But you've yeah, you've you've got like storm in the back there Mm -hmm. Um, i'm excited
2: to see storm Storm was
1: featured in this trailer uh showing off some lightning powers which is cool but it looks like um i don't have this photo but it looks like gene um some kind of accident dies in space and that's where the phoenix Mm -hmm. force comes into play i'm wondering if this scene these scenes in space are pre-apocalypse I don't think it would because Storm's there. Yeah, I don't think it would be. But 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 the Phoenix, but like they showed off the Phoenix Force in Apocalypse. So like it's already with her.
2: Right. So if she encounters it here, then this would have to be. My
0: understanding is that their take is there is tremendous potential, tremendous power in Jean Grey. This is right out of the comics. And uh, Xavier puts these blocks on it. So, because she'd be too powerful and she wouldn't be able to handle it. We do see,
1: actually, if we could skip ahead uh, just like two down to the, to the photo, we see, we meet, um, young Jean. Right. uh, Oh, it's actually number eight. Um, young Jean. So like very much like if you remember from the first attempt, The Last Stand, uh, Dark Dark Phoenix story, Um, but they they are. But but here's the thing: is they are playing to the same beats. Like whether whether like for better or worse, like we do see a young Charles Xavier meeting a young Jean Grey, and as Christian was saying, yeah,
0: and and I think the idea is that the Phoenix is actually part of what he's shut off. But then there's this entity that heightens it. So it's a little different than the comic book story. Uh, I think it's uh, Uncanny X-Men 100, 101, when you first see her as just regular Phoenix. And uh, as the way it was retconned, she did die in space. And then Phoenix is actually a separate character. Uh, But uh, that that was not the way it was told at the time.
2: The same when she encounters a solar flare? is mm-hmm. that so yeah, that's the it's, same it's
0: the same thing she saves the ship and in doing so sacrifices herself cuz they're all on the spaceship and then this phoenix is what you know comes back and like oh wow jean has all these powers now uh as the way it was written in the 70s interesting
2: okay and
1: and i'm curious like now that we're we are they're clearly going for this cosmic thing like we yeah. meet um sorry Mar- marissa i'm going to jump around a little bit but on photo 6 um we meet Jessica Chastains character um and she's supposed to be a a shape-shifting alien Mm -hmm. yes um which like i don't think they're gonna try to do scrolls like this (laughs) i don't
0: know that they can Uh, well fox
1: can technically okay um i don't know if their their rights with fantastic four properties Uh, prevent them or help them with like taking fantastic four things into their X-Men movies, but I don't think it would prevent them from doing that. Mm -hmm. So technically because they own the fantastic four rights, they could do scrolls. Okay. Um, But they could also just create a shape shifting alien of any kind. Um, I'd be surprised if they're doing aliens with the Phoenix force and they don't do Shiar?
0: Yeah, and I see when she was cast, I thought she was going to be Lalandra, But I don't know if if the Shiar are involved in this. They're not telling us. Yeah, you know, they're keeping that out. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe they want to simplify the story and and just have this shape shifting alien, you know, and that'll that'll be it. But to uh, me, uh, that
1: would could be a cool way to uh, integrate to to do the Dark Phoenix story and make it feel not like the same. You're just doing. Even if you do it better, the same beats as like the last time it was attempted, which Last Stand was not that long ago, two
0: thousand six. I think oh, that's right. Two thousand five, two thousand six. I know yeah. that was a while ago. <laughs> no, but it's, but it feels like it, it wasn't. What what was that, Marissa? Two
2: thousand and six. Yeah, 2006, it's yeah.
0: not that many X Men movies ago. That's that's, that's, that's the other way to look at
2: it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So what? I, I like there's a the more recent story I think it was part of the there was a Guardians um, X Men crossover a few years ago where the Shi'ar because they worshiped the Phoenix Force mm-hmm. as like as a God be, as like a God being um, when they learn that it has been destroyed by the X Men they hold the X Men they hold Gene Gray responsible And now that's like a lot of like steps to get to. But if you take pieces of that and if they think that she's like maybe she's like stolen their God or something like that, then that's why they're they're coming after her. That to me could be a really interesting take on it. And then that's what activates her powers. And by activating it, it causes more. It wreaks more havoc on Earth. I know that that's not like a pure comic storyline, but something that I've said on this on the show before is I like when these movies and these these uh, shows take influence from the books mm-hmm. and then just make a movie or just make a TV show. Jessica Jones Season 2, I think, is the perfect example where that wasn't a comic book storyline. It was Season 2 of the show that they made Season 1 from. Season right. 1 was we did the Kilgrave storyline, made it for TV. Season 2 was, well, we looked at what we did for Season 1 and we continued that story as it would progress for these characters.
2: Instead of taking another comic book and adapting that story. Line. Yeah,
1: they used, like, okay. it, like, you had, like, comic book elements where you had, like, sh- like powered characters and they were, like, like yeah, they're related and, like, it feels like a comic book. But it wasn't like we took, they didn't take an arc out of a Jessica Jones story and just tr- put it on screen as season two. Um, so I would love for this version of Dark Phoenix to take the pieces of the, the character and, like, what the Dark Phoenix means and, like, how it affects all the people around Jean Grey and then just work with that. Build out from that. Make it something new.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, it, it looks from the trailers that they're going to just I- ignore the entire... Like, the Hellfire Club is actually a very important part of the Dark Phoenix saga because uh, she's manipulated by Mastermind... And when she realizes that's what happened, that's kind of what sets her off. And then there's no going back. That's when she starts deciding to eat planets and things. Yeah. So, (laughs) uh, because she's hungry. As you do in the Marvel Universe.
2: You get really mad you eat planets. Hello.
0: I I felt like I ate a planet right before the show. But anyway, I think that, uh, yeah, I think they're just taking elements. I think it's too hard. Like, even if you only look at the issues that are Dark Phoenix, you still are looking at like eight comic books and you can't fit that into a watchable movie. You know? Mark
1: right. Balam knows exactly the arc I'm talking about, The Trial of Jean Grey. Oh, okay. Um, I want to ask you guys this because we haven't even asked this. What did you think of the trailer? Uh, go ahead. Oh, you're uh, just going to say,
2: I think that it's good. I know that there were some people that were saying that pulling some of those looks and things that you saw from the X-Men The Last Stand isn't necessarily what you want to go for with this trailer. I personally think it's fine because it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad. You can take some of the elements from it and still have a really good movie. So I'm always going into this like hopefully optimistic, but I liked what I saw in the trailer. It got me like, okay, all right, cool. Maybe I, you know, I'm going into it with a little more hope.
1: This looks like (laughs) if I remove myself from Apocalypse, pretend Apocalypse didn't happen. We all do. This looks good.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: this looks like it could be really cool. Like, forget Last Stand ever happened. Forget Apocalypse happened. This looks like it could be a cool X-Men movie. Like, I'm not going to be shy about the fact that I didn't like Apocalypse. I think it was
0: no
2: movie I movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not good.
1: Yeah. We don't need to talk about that. But <laughs> I think that if they if they just, like, move forward, which the X-Men movies have been wont to do, they sort of don't worry about the continuity as much as, like, the MCU does. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And especially after Days of Future Past, because it's like, yeah, we can literally do anything now. Right. Yeah. Because well, the even, timeline was messed up. Even yeah. the
1: jump from, like, even the jump, like, between, like, the last one, like, Apocalypse was in the 80s, and, like, yeah. this is it's supposed to be in the 90s. Yes. And, like, that doesn't... That's not how time works, guys.
0: And they did go back to the 70s in Days of Future Past. Yeah. You know, so like each one of these last several movies has been a different decade. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Beast is like 40 at this point. (laughs) Uh, I would say like Mystique is even older than that, but she's a shapeshifter. She can look however she wants. Um, The only one who seems to age properly is. The professor X. <laughs> uh, and, and just
0: to to your earlier question, I think that this trailer looks great. I've always said I'm very cautiously optimistic about this story because I want it to be good. I want it to be great because uh, I make no bones about the fact that I think that the Dark Phoenix Saga is the greatest comic book story ever written. I want it done justice. And uh, this looks really cool. And there's some really nice little effects and things. And uh, some surprising things happen in the trailer. Uh, that uh, it has me, it has me more interested in this specific take. You know, I I feel like they could actually have a good movie on their hands because remember, just because you have reshoots doesn't mean a movie's bad. A lot of movies have reshoots. Yep. I always Most go movies back to reshoots.
2: to Rogue One. Everybody was talking about yeah. how they were worried about the reshoots, and that is still my favorite of the new Star Wars, which is off topic, but still, still,
0: yeah, it's a good example. <laughs> there there were yeah. very extensive reshoots on that. There yeah.
2: were, and it came out amazing.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it reshoots me nothing. But, like, I, I'm, I'm going to try to be optimistic towards Dark Phoenix. It's going to be the last, as far as we can tell. Well, like,
0: well New Mutants New is going In some fashion, that New Mutants movie, you'll be able to watch it yeah. in a the theater, or streaming. Yeah. You know, direct to VHS. I don't know why they would do that, but, you know, maybe yeah. they would.
1: It does. Uh, uh, Marissa, like, read my mind because I was just pulling it up on my computer like, to, like, take another look at it. But, like... We, we are going to get more Quicksilver.
2: Yes. yes! I was glad to see that. <laughs> so excited yeah, about that.
1: but we get this shot of him, like, running up the, up debris towards yeah. Gene.
2: Those are some of my favorite scenes, the ones that Quicksilver is in. Yeah. Just the way they do it. They do it <laughs> so well. And I love his character.
1: Yeah. Uh, Quicksilver's a great character. It's like this, I'm, like, really interested to see what happens post- uh merger because we I don't want to lose Quicksilver I know. but he already did in MCU. <laughs> I know, he's dead. Can yeah. we can can we make that something that we fix in uh Can Endgame? Thanos fix that? Can Thanos <laughs> fix that? But we like... have
2: to get the this actor.
1: Oh, Evan Peters? I actually yeah. like the MCU version.
0: He's
2: fine. I Aaron just, I like Evan Peters I liked him.
0: I, I will disagree with you. We I'm... are allowed to have different opinions, but I, did, I, I was not upset when he died.
2: Respectfully disagree. Yeah. Because
0: wow. he's Because Evan Peters is so good. I think that's probably yeah, why. Yeah, I just... And, also they were like husband and wife in a Godzilla movie like I had just seen that same year. So the fact that they were suddenly brother and sister really threw <laughs> him and Timis Scarlet Witch. I was You're just like, like no. I'm like no that's gross. I,
1: I mean, didn't I even can't. recognize yeah. that. But I, I uh, they to me they're they're different takes and they're both totally, good. Totally different takes. Um and I know that it it had to be like a back like a handshake deal like all right, we can both use these characters yeah. but like we're gonna kill Quicksilver in the MCU and, like, you just, like, don't use Scarlet Witch. Like, make her a little girl and, like, forget she's there. Yeah. You can acknowledge her, but, like, that way there's, it's not super confusing to everybody. Because uh, that had, like, otherwise, what are the odds that this is how it all shakes out? Yeah, no, that's definitely- uh, Like, why else would X-Men ignore Scarlet Witch?
2: Especially having Quicksilver there. Yeah, like she's not even part of the households or mentioned. Is yeah. she even mentioned?
0: No, oh, just just she's sitting. She's it's an Easter egg. It's yeah. just like yeah. you know that that's his little sister, and yeah. so then you get it. Uh, by the way, beeping goat twenty two agrees with Zach. I want Aaron Taylor Johnson's Quicksilver back! Exclamation uh. point!
1: I just thought I thought <laughs> like look, we didn't get a lot from him in Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron's not a, a perfect movie but I wanted to see what else he could do with that character. Cause he intrigued me. Like he did enough work in that where I was intrigued by his character. And I wanted to see how I wanted him and Hawkeye to keep having their like dynamic. Um, I thought like, yes, it, it, it affected, uh, Scarlet witch, but I would love to see how they would behave together going forward with more stuff. Uh...
0: Oh right, and to to something that Zia was alluding to before, the image that we have right now mm-hmm. shows the uh, the dark phoenix half of the poster. It's very reminiscent of like the red leather that Fonka Jansen wore it in totally Leicester. is yes well I yeah, I, 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 yeah. I like that though I mean, it was a good look. Uh, And obviously, you know, if we're going to play, you know, who wore it better, uh, Famke Jensen wore it better. But anyway, uh, I think that uh, it's cool for the look. You can't give her the Dark Phoenix costume with the bird on it. I mean, she's you can't have her in that. So, yes, this is this is a a great thought for uh, what it's not like that's what the problem was with the movie is what she looked like. No, you know, so uh, it's fine. But, you know, I guess people are, are a little nervous about the comparisons.
1: I I hope that they do like at least an homage to to the bird. Um, other than like the big fire right. thing up in the sky, like a lapel um, pin, like a lapel <laughs> pin. I mean, I'm wearing my doom. Right, lapel exactly. Pin, That's so, what I'm think of. It. Acknowledgement. Um, no, I mean like you know like uh, like an outline or if it's like burned into the into the jacket or something like that. Um, yeah, I they... think the x men like look if you've got them running around in in yellow x's on their uniforms like True. you've already accepted that these people wear ridiculous costumes yeah. which i'm totally fine with like yeah. each universe as far as how it handles costumes pulls its own rules like the like the mcu is very functional mm-hmm. where in for the most part like the and the few times where it's not it's like captain america uh the first avenger and it's very much based on plot there's a reason for it yeah um the only exception in the mcu is spider-man and that's just like whatever just roll with it (laughs) it's
0: karen anyway so it's fine you know the karen suit is uh... i just mean like the the
1: the physical look is like his original look is like very mcu where it's just like it's a hoodie it's just like what he could make yeah uh, and then Tony makes it, and it's a skin, it's a Speedo. <laughs> um, with, like, it's a skin tight leotard, which. In any other con, any for any other character would be absurd. Like, you don't have Scarlet Witch running around, like, in anything that looks like her. No, outfit. but she should have
0: the headdress for sure. The rest of it she doesn't need. But Hawkeye is yet.
1: not in bright purple. I wish. Though what? he could Come be. On. He could be He could be dressed like Spike <laughs> Lee at the Oscars. Come um, on. The only other person who dresses in really tight clothes is uh, Black Widow. Yeah. That's true. Um, but that is, like, at least, like, justified in the, like, crazy motions that she goes through, which if you put put her in a coat, she can't move like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's not, like, cut weird like it is in the the comics, too. Also true. Um, I'd be fine with
2: that.
1: Yeah. Um, So... Ultimately, uh, what does the chat say? Like do is the chat excited after this trailer to see Dark Phoenix?
0: Well, some are, but uh, there are those who feel like Fox has already kind of blown the franchise and uh, they're just kind of waiting for uh, the MCU take on the X-Men. and they will they give Marvel credit. Because they think that they won't be so obsessed with the Dark Phoenix storyline. And they won't do it again in another, you know, less than 15 years. You'll need at least 20 before you can touch Dark Phoenix. Which I think is fine. You know, there are plenty of great stories to tell before that. Uh, uh, Somebody, um, Mark... uh, Mark Balam... I uh, pointed out because when I said it was the greatest story, this was a little while back. He said, "What about God Loves, Man Kills, which is Marvel graphic novel number five? That's a great story. Essentially, X Two is that story, and uh, it, that's a great standalone single book. But this is this was a whole arc, and to me, that's the greatest comic book story. That's I mean, just personal preference.
1: We, we got to do some more some more Wolverine solo movies, right? That's that's what's next for X Men. I mean, we,
0: we'll get
2: we're we'll get gonna, as soon as they cast. As that. soon as they
0: cast new Wolverine, oh. uh, you know, then uh, they'll do. Yeah, they'll have to do that as well. But um, what I, if, what if they just cast Ryan Reynolds as Wolverine? I I can't say I would have a problem with it. And <laughs> I they, mean, look. and they even have and they never like acknowledge like, don't you look like Deadpool? I'm like, no, not at all. What are you talking about? Um, that guy looks like an Skunk Ape. Says the Last Stand was a better X Men movie than Apocalypse and X Men Origins. That's setting the bar pretty low. Last Stand is just another mediocre Marvel, and there will be plenty of and there are plenty of those before Winter Soldier you don't know if this is the show to say that in the chat, but uh, you know, uh, they're, they're a handful, but I, I think even a mediocre Marvel movie is, is still a, a great movie. Yeah,
1: I mean, look, last stand is not like anything perfect or great, but it's not, I, I don't think it's horrifying. It's like, it's, it's fun. It's got interesting points. Like it, it's like, there are, Parts there are scenes of it. I genuinely like rewatching whenever they come up in cable.
2: I mean, um. it's one of those movies that when it came out and I watched it. I mean, I forget how old I was. Um, I enjoyed it, but then when I rewatched it, I was like. Oh, yeah. I mean, my thing is oh. that
0: they took the Dark Phoenix story and made it boring they literally made Jean boring in it. And there was also a, another storyline like the Magneto with the cure that was going on. They were doing too much at the same time. But scenes like going to Jean's house and things like that, I, I think are, you know, those feel like right out of the comics. There are decent things in it. But uh, on the whole, I think even seeing the movie the first time, I was like, wait, they did this with that so uh yeah I, I understand them wanting to have a do-over i think obviously they didn't put it into motion knowing it was going to be their last x-men movie but for no they've they, and... in
1: fact i believe we talked about it sometime last couple weeks episodes. ago yeah. yeah that like they specifically thought that they had another one they were yeah. plant so like that'll be really interesting to see and i expect that it's something related to the, that the reshoots probably cover it up that like they built this to have a sequel that they're not going to get um, and they know at this point they're not going to get it. It's just that's what happens when a company gets sold. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to see how that all shakes out. Um, let's jump over and talk Captain Marvel. Yes. Um, for a little bit, there's a few things going on. Like um, the I don't know these photos, um, but Brie Larson walked the red carpet for the premiere and looked stunning. She's wearing she was wearing this like it looked like if Captain Marvel went to a red carpet like, <laughs>
2: that's amazing. It, it's
1: it. just like a blue flowing like big trail dress it like looks like carol got dressed up
0: and look when and Car- when carol like, wrote the magazine for the weekly magazine or the monthly magazine for the daily bugle she probably did go to a lot of red carpets so <laughs> yeah. you know and
2: that's what she wore yeah
1: um
0: uh, uh, and I think Mar- look at Marissa going to work finding oh, it so Yeah, not the
1: one from the Oscars, but like from the actual Captain Marvel Oh, the Captain Marvel carpet. premiere. Oh, Like okay. it looks Yeah, that like it Ooh, looks so cool. I do
2: like that. Um,
1: and great. I don't know anything about fashion, but I don't know sell this look great. Come on,
0: just like
2: Wolverine. Hey, you, you know like what? you
0: I just mean the way you're dressed, the the colors. That's Fair, that's exactly a shirt that he would wear. Yeah,
1: I'm wearing a a, 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 a t-shirt from a tourist trap in Wyoming. It's probably and been a, there and a, a, a an orange uh, an orange plaid shirt. I could be Logan.
0: You just need uh, a cowboy yeah, that hat. That dress is beautiful. Yeah. That is a great dress. Look at her. Yeah, yeah.
1: it look it looks fantastic. Just don't um, stand in front of a weather map in that. It's blue. it's on <laughs> track for 150 million dollar domestic opening weekend. That.
0: And it's ba- that's based on uh, pre-sales. That's yeah. why they they're, they have that. Because I was wondering, that, I'm like, well, how do they know that? And uh, let's see, it's passed all other MCU films in advanced six sales except Infinity War and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And just to do a little bit of, you know, territorial, like what the other side was doing, it passed uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman in pre-sales. So wow. those movies both did very well.
2: And two movies I thoroughly enjoyed. There you, there you go. Not on
0: this show you didn't. No, um, I'm
1: just I do want this show, I hate them. <laughs> I do want to give a shout out across the aisle um, to Zachary Levi uh for a moment because and as part of this like there was a lot of issues where there were trolls and like
0: because yeah. people are
1: freaking assholes
0: yes they are Um, pardon my
1: french um but people are and like without seeing the movie they've been like trying they've been writing bad reviews on rotten tomatoes and like
2: just why it was
1: the the reason was something that like people were upset that brie larson she dared to suggest that there be better uh diversity representation on press junk at press junkets and um, I don't think that's like, a
2: bad thing. So yeah, I yeah. don't really understand it's why. It's
1: not. She didn't say like, "Oh, why did I have to talk to this person? No. I don't like talking to this type." But it was just like she's like, "I would love to see more diversity on these these junkets." And, and like, she
2: actually requested to speak with a certain um, writer when she did uh, an interview, who was, I believe, disabled. Is that?
1: I'm, I'm sure that's the whole part of it. Like, and this is the thing: like, she has every right to do this, and like. To push for diversity and all that stuff. Yeah. I, uh, the the asking for specific journalists like it in a norm, if it was a politician I'd be like I don't know about that it's a movie people <laughs> she just wanted to get right. like yeah. she wanted a person to be able to talk to her about a movie but people have been trolling and so I, the reason I wanted to shout out Zachary Levi is he took because he people people were like trying to get him involved in this like you're gonna have the better captain marvel movie and he went on to twitter and he did a he did a a, like a a video post where he was like are you kidding (laughs) like there's no rivalry here yeah because this character used to be called cap because shazam used to be called captain marvel you think that i I should wait it like i hope captain marvel's great i hope shazam's great like everybody can go to both and like yeah. that yeah. month apart there's like, plenty of time he didn't that's have like to do surprised. that and that's why i think it was a great thing to do like just to be like stop being cr- like crazy people yeah um and rotten tomatoes has taken uh an effort to try to stop it where they've basically any reviews nobody no non uh approved critics um can post reviews for captain marvel until the film has been released well, because people are posting negative reviews yeah before, obviously,
0: anybody has seen And this it. isn't the first movie they did it with. But yeah. this is, I think, where this was the breaking point. But uh, Zia and I were texting about that. And yeah. what was your thought when you heard that?
2: Well, it makes sense. Like, of course, you shouldn't wait and tell people who've seen the movie before you can review it. How can you review a movie you haven't seen?
1: Well, there's, like, early screenings, yeah, and Rotten Tomato tends but, to let people put those reviews up.
2: But it's not that big of a deal if you just wait until everyone's seen the movie. Uh, yeah, because you're letting you can, too many people in. You're letting in, too many, yeah. And
0: it's motivated by, you know, the things you're talking about. There's the idea that the most powerful character in the MCU is a woman. I mean, there's that narrative. You don't have to look far on Twitter to find that narrative. So I, I think just all the reasons they are like, yeah, fine, go see the movie. And if you hate it, then please tell us and we will factor that in. Which is yeah. fine.
2: If you legitimately yeah. don't like the movie, that's okay. But if you're saying you don't like it for outside reasons, I, that. that
0: yeah, it's yeah. Not I a very mean, accurate people predict that the movie is going to bomb because they personally don't like Brie Larson. I'm like, well, that you're not even looking at it remotely objectively. Yeah, you know? yeah. then so. you're just also, using your
1: own biases. How do you not like Brie Larson?
0: I mean, yeah, she's she's an Academy Award-winning actress. I know. And she wanted to do a Marvel movie. Good well, for she's her. She's just a she's just a great actress, regardless. Yeah. Um.
1: Anyway, let's move in to Marvel TV time. Oh. Marvel movie news. TV okay it's a couple stories this week yes. uh one of which i consider a non-story uh because there was like all these news outlets posting this week kevin feige says the, the disney plus shows will be part of the mcu and all and all of us and i'm sure all of you guys yeah. are like yeah
0: what yeah because they're Characters from the MCU played set, by those actors.
1: I, yep. This is news. Like he, he made a comment that like it's going to be part of the MCU. He made a comment that like he he like offhandedly was like, yeah, it's set in like the past, present, the future of the MCU. Um, which like the the idea is like people are like over analyzing that one statement. And be like, oh, because we could have prequel stuff and we could have stuff set in the future. And um, great, yeah, all of that is on the table. <laughs> like yes. that's all he's saying. Uh, so sort of a non-story but just in case you were curious what Kevin Feige's talking about while he's on the on the Captain Marvel
0: And look, if you're SlashFilm or ComicBook.com, you know you put his name in a headline. People are going to click on it. So I I get why that's out there. But yeah, yeah, it's not really
1: news. I clicked on it. Yeah, I did too. But I clicked on it so that I could talk to you guys (laughs) about it. We
0: click on on
2: all of these things. (laughs) We
0: click on it so you don't have to.
2: Nice. That's
0: what we do. um.
1: And and then uh, the other story from this week, I'm going to have to toss to Christian on this one as I have not... Caught nearly up. I've gotten caught up on everything else. I finished Cloak & Dagger Season 1, finally, hey. now that we discovered it, it was on Hulu. Yes. Um, Did you catch
0: up on Runaway Season 2?
1: Yes, I finished I, okay. every other thing, but I have not dived into the Gifted yet. So, Gifted news, Christian. Well, here's
0: the thing. The season finale, uh, and if you watch the other show that Z and I do over in after AfterBuzz, Marvel TV Weekly, we have a hate-don't-hate-quite-as-much relationship with the Gifted. Uh, but I thought that the season finale had a couple of really cool things in it. One of them, uh, Marissa has the photo. You finally get to see John Proudstar as Thunderbird. That's a character you always knew he was, and it was just cool to see him as Thunderbird. There's a good chance this show's not going to get renewed. The the ratings are really low. If it continues, it's going to continue in a streaming service, but it was really cool to see him as Thunderbird, and then it has a really cool cliffhanger where the character of Blink, whom you thought died not that long ago just a couple weeks ago shows up at the end with uh, some fancier powers than you remember her having and every indication is that it's like a days of future past kind of cliffhanger where she's like I need you guys to come with me and she opens the portal in a way she never did before also she's not dead so she's either from the future another timeline there's a lot of different ways to explain it Um, and then they they also killed off a major character Uh, they killed off uh, Reed Strucker uh, but uh, he needed to uh, take out the big baddie of Riva, whom we also don't like. But uh, it ended well. It ended with you know the it ended with uh, Lauren and Andy actually doing Fenris, which hey, is hey. what I, yeah, which is what I've wanted from the beginning of the show since we knew what their last name was. So it had some good things in it. It has potential for a third season, but I feel like it really gave me the feel of Iron Fist season two, where the cliffhanger was so cool. And you'll never get to see what happened because they're not <laughs> going to make any more.
2: I wouldn't be opposed to if they did take it off of. Honestly, I think a lot of what bothers me at these shows is that they're on network and you can't do some of the things that I want to see. Yeah. or do it in the tone that I want to see. I would love to see a, th- a third season where they maybe run with the Blink storyline yeah, um, and have it on a streaming service. I think that'd be really cool.
0: Yeah, so uh, for fans of The Gifted, and I know there are some, there are people who are very protective of that show. Um, mm-hmm. It ended strong, and I guess I should have said spoilers before I said all that stuff, but uh, if you're a fan of The Gifted, you've already watched it. I've decided that that's how I'm going to feel okay about
1: well, that. Well, well, we are trying to be more sensitive. It's hard for us to keep track of like when things have aired, especially yeah. overseas. Also true. Um, which I know people are like, do not us like... Uh, We'll try to be more conscious of the overseas viewers. Yeah. Um, Last bit of TV news. It's not on the rundown, but I saw it, uh, luckily, just in time. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., according to Clark Gregg, is likely to end after season seven.
2: Wow. Um, Wow.
0: We didn't know we were going to get season six when that happened, and we suddenly got season seven. You know, it's all gravy at this point. I mean the show could go on for 20 years if they wanted to, but I also understand seven is actually when, well, it's, yeah, after a sixth year is when shows usually get really expensive anyway, because usually that's what the contracts you have is for six years. Yeah. So with the actors, I mean, so, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, I, that's fine. It makes sense.
1: Um, and uh, season seven, that means that we're getting two more seasons of agents of shield. Just so, for those of you keeping track at home, two more. Um, but he said, that's the word I've heard. That doesn't mean that's de- it's definitive um but yeah it could be an expense thing it could be uh disney trying to bring everything towards the um
2: disney towards plus. disney plus yeah. where all
1: of their live action shows go to go to disney plus and except for the ones that are already floating out th- floating out there um but i i'm still except we still got season six coming soon guys um, so we'll talk about and that.
0: By the way, with that news, uh, Carlito Lee, Gamer Girl, and Ivan Soto all say the same thing: uh, a, "A very Darth Vader." No, with a lot of exclamation mm. points and
2: all caps. <laughs> um, yeah. But
0: again,
1: we've we've. Here's the thing: How many times have you guys heard me say, whether on here or on the Agents of Shield after show, this is definitely the last season of Agents <laughs> of <for> Shield? Yeah, <laughs> I've said it. Three seasons in a row, and then it keeps getting renewed.
2: Seven Seasons is also a really good run. Seven Seasons is a
1: super long run, especially when most of these seasons have been 22 episodes. Yeah, exactly.
0: uh, Zeno Hour in the chat says Seven Seasons is a fantastic run. Yeah. Look, think about your favorite shows. How many of them were awesome in season eight? You don't have to answer that question. Just think about that for a second, all right? (laughs) So Seven Years is great. If we we know we're going to get Seven Years.
1: Smallville Season 8. Oh, wait. Um, all right, so as we wind down the last uh, few, like nine or ten minutes of our show, we're going to introduce our new segment, uh, which we don't have any uh, any intro stuff for yet. Wink, wink, audience. Uh, but, hold yeah, I'm going to do this right here. It's Doom's Siri.
0: Yeah, Siri. Doom is Siri. walking in here. Siri was scared. You scared it's... Siri? yeah it's you did a actually Doom's question corner
1: um, which I'm going to take this off so you can actually hear me Yeah, um,
0: Doom is but, relaying Doom's in your ear and he's yeah. telling you the answers oh totally he's letting you hold his um, gauntlet
1: yeah I have, I have my gauntlet on um, so we're gonna. So I'm gonna call. We're gonna call this Dooms Question Corner because we really do want to talk to you guys and make this. You make you as much a part of the show as we are. So every week, whatever questions you have on any Marvel topic, um, we will do our best to answer. Obviously, Marvel's even a wide topic of in and of its Sure. Show. Yeah. So as best we can. So um, we're gonna take your questions now, Chris. If you guys start putting it in the chat, Christian will c- keep yes. an eye on stuff. Right
0: now, even if you ask this question already, put it in the chat right now because I'm scrolling and looking for earlier ones. Easy right way now- to
1: do it lead your, your thing with uh, all capital letters, question, colon, and then your question. Yes, exactly. Um, but if you want to ask us questions throughout the week, you can do that by emailing, and I just set this up before the show, Corner at gmail.com.
0: I can't believe it wasn't taken. That was the thing that surprised me. <laughs> yeah. So
1: yeah, that'll be a new thing. Um, the, the Dooms Conspiracy <laughs> Corner uh, got too many questions from uh, higher-up bodies, <laughs> and uh, I had to quietly just uh, promise to keep him quiet but doom's question corner uh we will be that way we can talk to you guys every week um so
0: uh christian our first question is uh from ivan soto uh what and zia won't be able to answer this but what was the moment where you knew you'd stick with agents of shield forever i'm gonna let zach answer this first um
1: the pilot um no i mean i like the i like the show from the get-go i yes the first 10 episodes or so are not like the strongest of the show yeah but uh i i still liked it for right away but the moment where they tied into winter soldier yeah they they had me from the like from start, and then like re-upped it like the the mcu tie-in started to like fade away a little bit as like Perlmutter and Feige continued to hate each other. Um, <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah, I know. Um, That's why I left. But uh, and then they really renewed my faith in the show. Not that they ever really lost it, but with Ghost Rider.
0: Yeah. So uh, those are
1: my two big, my two big moments.
0: I, I'm I'm gonna be a little bit more honest. Is that I was never gonna stop watching the show, but there are times where I really let it pile up in the DVR because I I just wasn't as invested. In it. I loved the characters. I always loved the characters. But the framework in particular is the one time where I was like, okay, we get it enough. Uh, So, but Ghost Rider, I know that was before that. Ghost Rider, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is great. But I think season one ended so strong where I was like, all right, I know what they're capable of. I'm just going to trust them. I'm going to be along for the ride. And sometimes I did fall behind, mostly because it was a network show, as Zach mentioned, with 22 episodes. But... Uh, It was at the end of season one, you know, just, you know, getting to see Deathlock and uh, Bill Paxton, just all all that, all that stuff coming together at the end of the season. I was like, oh, yeah, this was great Um, because I thought it was good before that. But that's the first time I'm like, this show can be great. So uh, at the end of season one, Um,
1: I like this one from uh, from Joshua Wright. Um, What movie do you guys most want to see Marvel announce next? And I'm going to limit this for you guys. No sequels. What what original movie do you most want to see next in the MCU?
2: I'm stealing a little bit just from here because I also saw this and um from Gamer Girl, do you think we'll still see Adam Warlock in the MCU? I would like to see an Adam Warlock movie.
0: I would love an Adam Warlock movie and I feel like he's probably planned, you know, to be introduced through the Guardians because of the I End so. of Guardians 2. Um yeah, an Adam Warlock movie would certainly be uh, great. Um you know, barring any, you know, I mean, my short answer at the top of my list is a good Fantastic Four movie. That's what I want more than anything.
2: It's um, <laughs> a good answer. <laughs>
0: I, I, yeah. So anything else that I would say would be below that on the list. So I'm just going to say a, not even a, no, a great Fantastic Four movie. They deserve it. Yeah. 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 I'm sort of breaking the,
1: the, the stipulation that I put, but I'm going to I think it, it stands up. Um, I want to see a solo Mark Ruffalo Hulk i would movie. love that oh yeah
2: that's yeah a, that's um, not i know really that we got sequel, incredible but, hulk yeah. but
1: like i want to see mark ruffalo have his yeah. chance to headline uh, but yeah look,
0: there's enough money like to go around too. let you know universal has to get in on that and that's fine let them let them make one you know it's fine yeah i agree with that
1: like i i, I stamp. like I, I hulk hulk movies are tough especially now that you've got like intelligent hulk running around yeah but if you can if you can make him force him once he comes back because we still don't know like what he's gonna look like yeah. when when he does when in end game when he eventually shows back up. Um, I still think a red Hulk movie would be phenomenal. I think the, the political that intrigue cool. version of like who is this imposter? Yeah. Especially if here's what it is. Hulk saves the day in Endgame. The world is suddenly back on Hulk's side or like tentatively on his yeah. side. Then the Red Hulk shows up and is like, you can't trust the Hulk. He's a monster. Yeah. I'm the good Hulk. And basically squashing Bruce Banner's, like, the good (laughs) name he's carved out for himself. And then Bruce has to launch into proving that he's not the monster. This Red Hulk is a bad guy.
0: I would love to see that movie. Uh, because we only have three minutes, let me go to the next one. Uh, from Langley M. Neely, what character do you not want in the MCU? Squirrel Girl. Sorry. What? Whoa! <laughs> cr- Sorry. Such a quick answer. Um, I have a different New Sorry, Warriors Zach. answer. Speedball. Worst <laughs> character ever. And I know Steve Dicko created him, but it was an older do Steve Dicko who didn't know any better. Want... Um, yeah, so he immediately comes to mind. I don't know who I don't
1: want because I stay because I think that like all these characters have great potential. Yeah, I mean, if you if Speedballs
0: in a movie, I'm going to go see it. And I was joking before the show that I wouldn't watch a Squirrel Girl. show. I'll watch it, but you know,
1: yeah, because uh, uh, like even like you so throw like I some of the weirder ones. Like I would totally watch like Hercules show up in the MCU. Um, but like, who do I think would not adapt well to a movie? Um,
0: can I say Morbius? Yeah, I mean, sure, because well, i know that's Sony. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm intrigued, but I don't have confidence. And the, the way people feel about Dark Phoenix, that's how I feel about Morbius. I'm like, man. If they figure out how to make that work, good for them. Yeah,
1: come but. on, Langley, let's keep it positive. <laughs> uh, um,
2: Sorry, I just wanted to say um, scroll girl. <laughs>
1: but I think that's going to do it for today's yeah. show. But keep sending us questions, guys. We obviously will not be able to get to every one every week. And these but... ones
0: in the chat, I'm gonna look. I'll, I'm gonna look at after the fact. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll hang and on to some the some ones them, we yeah. want,
1: we can talk about. And as I said, email what you guys want us to talk about to dooms question corner at gmail.com. dot um, yeah thank you so much for joining us thank you christian and zia uh this is a, this is a blast today
2: always fun. i had a fun time always i always love fun.
1: wearing breaking out the the gauntlet um <laughs> thank you guys for joining us so much uh, as we said at the top of the show like subscribe comment review all those things it helps the podcast helps out us helps find <clears throat> helps other marvel fans find the show it's a great way to just like let other people get in on the fun um, so until next week, Christian, where can everyone find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ, and you can find Zia and myself on Sunday nights over on AfterBuzz TV. We do Marvel TV Weekly. We'll really dive into that gifted finale and any of the other news. That's Sundays at 9 Pacific.
2: And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore Land. It's XIA underscore Land. And on Facebook at Zia Landerson.
1: And I'm Zach Wilson. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Wilson. And also check out my other podcast, Ships in the Night, where we take random characters from different universes and ship them, see what their romantic relationships like would look like. This week, I know I got one you guys would be interested in, because we did Beast from the X-Men, oh. shipped with Tony the Tiger. Of Frosted Flakes fame. Sounds great. (laughs) It got political and like weirdly like deep into like some House of Cards stuff. Oh, I like it. It's so much fun. Check it out. Uh, uh, Podcast uh, places, ships in the night. Guys, until next week. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro. (laughs) This has been Marvel Movie News. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) From Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network.